Welcome to the Off the Charts Football Podcast. I'm Matt Maticharian, former NFL scout and currently of Sports Info Solutions, joined by Aaron Schatz, the godfather of football analytics and the founder of Football Outsiders. And as always, we have our producer, Justin Stein, with us on today's episode. We have Alex Vigderman and John Shirley, both of the SIS R&D team, to talk about Dome Field Advantage. So there's been a lot of kind of talk on the interwebs about this lately. Alex and John dug into the research a bit on their own. This is something that I know Aaron's looked into in the past. Um, So it should be an interesting discussion. Alex, why don't we start off with you? Welcome. Uh, What prompted this research? Why don't you give a little background of, of kind of what was going on online? Sure. Uh, so as, as tends to be the case in 2020, uh, there was just some Twitter scuttlebutt where basically Ben Baldwin had posted some quarterback efficiency leaders and uh, Michael Lopez of the NFL basically replied with the sort of uh, monocle uh, monopoly man emoji and then listed off for each person on that list whether they played primarily in dome or outdoors. So the list went dome, dome, mostly dome, outdoors, dome, retractable, and then the bottom of the list was all outdoor, 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 outdoor. And he basically, you know, posited that there is some degree of indoor-outdoor effect on how efficient quarterback play is. And then he went into some other analysis as well, and other people sort of popped in uh, on top of that. But that's sort of where this started. Cool. Um, And then uh, I thought in the article, just looking at it, I think you called what you and John did um, weather effects two ways, named after a a famous dish, I believe. Yeah, it was a play off the sort of the the cooking concept. When you did it, so basically you guys came in and you ran two different sorts of analyses. So Alex, I think it'd probably be better to start off with the way that you looked at it first. Um, What was kind of that that original uh, look that you took? Sure. So uh, I took it from more of the blunt instrument angle where just just comparing indoor and outdoor. So we took everybody first just to make sure that there was an effect. We looked at indoor versus outdoor performance specifically. So we looked at all quarterbacks to start with and you get like a couple percentage point difference in completion percentage uh, indoor versus outdoor. It's about two and a half percent. And just to make sure that we didn't have any biases in terms of sample, we removed all the home teams so we don't have the, the like Drew Brees type players uh, biasing the sample. Um, we, made, we checked for uh, games in the winter or the, the late fall in case, you know, the weather effect would theoretically be larger in, in that time. And basically the effect is the same across the board. It's about two to two and a half percent. So yeah. wait, hold on. If I can just cut you off for a second there. So you said you eliminated out kind of like the Drew Breeses playing a lot of their games at home. Obviously, that would affect the sample. In a, you know, you're going to have a whole different question, really, that you're answering than if you just took the road quarterback. So I see why you did it that way. But if you did just look at all the quarterbacks, what what do you, is it change the effects at all that you found? No, it's it was essentially somewhere between like 2.3 and 2.6 percent, regardless. And so to take that a step further uh, and see sort of this like hypothetical angle of if you put X quarterback into Y stadium, how would his performance change? Uh, I essentially took every throw, again, isolating the, the road quarterbacks just to remove a little bit of that bias, but every throw's throw depth and the average completion percentage at each throw depth, smooth that out a little bit because that ends up being kind of jagged. And then took each player's 
uh, percentage of games that he played indoors in a given season and compared that to every other team in the league in that season. So if Drew Brees might have played, you know, three quarters of his games indoors, but if he went and he played for Cincinnati, maybe he played no games indoors. Um, and so basically taking at for each throw that he made, taking a weighted average of the expected completion percentage where one half of the weighting is what's the expectation if he was indoors and the other half is what's the expectation if he was outdoors and just sort of weighting it based on uh, that indoor outdoor percentage over the course of the entire season. And that gives you essentially a hypothetical uh, expected completion percentage for him in any, uh, in any other schedule for that season. And then if you sort of plot that out, you can see the range of expected completion percentages for each player. And the result of that is roughly the same. It's actually the effect is a little bit smaller where most players will vary between one and two percentage points uh, depending on what kind of schedule they have in a given year. So you made a fantastic visualization that kind of of those results that's available on Sports Info Solutions blog. And I think looking at the chart uh, real quickly, obviously what stands out is that uh, Drew Brees had some of the most accurate seasons um, and that could have looked kind of different depending on if he had been playing uh, more outdoors. Uh, you look at Cam Newton and, and apologize for uh, the least accurate season on here. You see that it was because he was actually playing in, in the most outdoor possible conditions. But then kind of in the middle of the graph, I think it gets really interesting just seeing what the range of each completion percentage season could have been uh, depending on the quarterback. And you can see the other thing that I, I thought was kind of uh, informative in the way that I did the graphic was that I showed which team they were playing for when they had their, that most extreme season. So like the guys like Philip Rivers and Patrick Mahomes who played all of their games outdoors in 2018, for example, uh, their highest completion percentage season would have been if they were playing for the Saints. So then if you look at Drew Brees in 2018, it's unsurprising that he's at the high end of his range of outcomes. All right, it makes sense. So Aaron, I want to loop you into the conversation. I know you've looked at this before um, with football outsiders. So um, what, how is this similar? How is it different than what you found in the past? Yeah, I mean, we actually, when I did my last version of PVOA, I added in an actual adjustment for domes uh, that I found that it, passing is easier and even running is easier, believe it or not. Road teams, it, it, this, the uh, effect was not that strong in 2019, but if you look over the course of a few years, uh, and if, even if you look just at road teams, uh, you actually have more running success in a dome than you do outdoors. So I, I don't, uh, right, as of right now, that adjustment doesn't adjust for target depth on passes. And as of now, it's, um, and it's certainly stronger on passes than it is on runs. And the other interesting thing is that uh, when I looked at it over the course of a few years, I didn't find a big difference between the different types of outdoor stadiums, right? I coded outdoor stadiums as either cold, mid-level or warm and got basically the same results. Last year, though, there was actually a big difference. If you look at passes by road teams only for just 2019, the yards per play, net yards per play, is roughly the same for dome, warm, and mid-level. But for the stadiums that I targeted as cold, it was like six-tenths of a yard less. Yeah, um, and I think that kind of ties into a point that Alex made and then some of the research that, that John did. 
um, which is, uh, Alex, you mentioned specifically Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill. They've played a lot of outdoor games, but it hasn't been the same kind of outdoor games um, as Green Bay or New York or, or New England. Um, so, John, um, how did you look into this? And um, what uh, specific to that question, kind of the different types of outdoors, um, what sort of analysis did you do? So to look at the weather effects, um, I ended up creating two different models. One was a basic expected completion percentage model with just accounting for throw depth and whether or not the throw was outside the numbers to take into account of a little bit of throw distance, um, not just throw depth. Um, and then compared that model for each quarterback to another model that accounted for two variables for weather effects, one being uh, apparent temperature, which accounts for the temperature of the game, um, a little bit of wind speed, humidity, all that kind of stuff. And then whether there was significant uh, precipitation, um, was it raining, was it snowing hard during that game? Um, and both of those were statistically significant in, our, in that model. Um, and then when you compare the two for a uh, set of players, the range of outcomes, the most negatively impacted player is, uh, was actually Sam Darnold in New York playing a lot of games outside in weather conditions. And he was impacted about 1.3% negatively. And then all the quarterbacks that were mostly positively affected were your dome quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Matthew Stafford, Drew Brees. And they were all around the 1.2 to 1.7 range. Would have been higher than expected. So your effect basically, as opposed to looking at just indoor-outdoor, you're splitting out the specific weather. And basically, if it got really cold or if it started raining above a certain or snowing above a certain threshold, um, that's where you started to see the change in performance. And then just looking at that leaderboard that you were talking about, yeah, it's, it's cold outdoor, usually northeast, but also you get Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So north in general, um, whereas the guys that are, that are positively impacted by weather, either they're indoors all the time or they're indoors all the time. <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I sh the article shows the top five and they're all dome quarterbacks. And then like right below that is some of the quarterbacks that Alex had mentioned, the Phillip Rivers, um, players like that that play outdoors, but in good weather. So in terms of uh, the methodology, that does a little bit of a better job of kind of teasing out those players and maybe adjusting for them more appropriately than you would with just an indoor-outdoor I'm curious, though, uh, and Alex, you can chime in if you want. Um, when you look at it all together, what, what were the key takeaways here? Is it, should we be evaluating quarterbacks totally differently than we have been? I don't think it's reasonable to – I mean, it's unlikely that this was ever going to totally revolutionize the way that we think about this sort of thing. But I do think that when, when people have conversations, especially this comes up a lot with, like, Hall of Fame or, like, greatest of all time, all those conversations of, like – Peyton Manning played in a dome his entire career, except for the end there, and how that affects how we should think about his performances during certain seasons. And I think what this is showing us is that there is an effect, and it's pretty consistent. Like we measured it a couple different ways, and you come to basically the same conclusion regardless. But that effect, like I wrote at the bottom of the, the article, if you took Drew Brees, who has about a 1% um, improvement by as a result of his uh, playing conditions, if you took a 1% improvement over his entire career, that's an extra thousand yards, which 
is not nothing, but also when you're talking about these sort of like career level discussions really isn't that impactful. And certainly on a season by season level is almost nothing. So um, that's interesting. So would you ever say that it would make sense? Like, it sounds like the way Aaron's approached it with DVOA is putting in a sort of adjustment here. When we look back historically at stats, um, you know, in baseball, the home run king's the home run king, but we talk about park factors and stuff like that. Is it relevant to start talking about park factors in football or at least on an individualized game level, depending on the weather that day? I know that that's something that's really good for fantasy projections, certainly. I mean, I know, you know, you, you need to adjust for the fact that obviously guys are going to have more yards indoors than they are outdoors. So, The thing that I think is important to keep in mind is when we're looking at a season or a career, we're, they're not playing all of their games indoors. So, but at a, at a given game level, they are playing the entire game indoors. And so the effect at a single game level is likely to be larger than the effect at a season level because you get a dilution of the mix between indoor and outdoor. So I would expect that DFS projections, fantasy projections, all that sort of thing should have a little bit of a larger effect because you're indoors 100% of the time or outdoors 100% of the time. The, the most obvious one to me is if you're trying to figure out a good over-under uh, and you can get a really good picture of the weather, that, that's uh, certainly going to give you a lot of direction in terms of which way that could go. Um, I wonder evenly, even if you could theoretically find some weather-related edges um, in, the way, in the way that you go about this stuff. Aaron, did you have any other uh, thoughts about kind of the, the dome field advantage? I think the first thing that's interesting is that the, uh, the outdoor performance doesn't seem to change over the course of the season very much. I think that that suggests that maybe the issue has more to do with the wind than the temperature because you still have, you know, wind on a 50-degree day and wind on a 20-degree day, you know? The other is a methodology question, which is how did you guys treat retractable roof stadiums? Yeah, I mean, for in the, in the case of uh, John's analysis, that's all based on the weather that is occurring in the game. And so, so it's unlikely to be uh, biased in that fashion. In, in my case with the indoor outdoor, yeah, it, it, it'll treat a retractable roof stadium as an indoor stadium because the presumption, the presumption is that they're going to close it when it matters. Yeah. Most, most of the time they close it. Uh, I, I've never done a study to see Something I keep meaning to do is to look at those retractable roof stadiums to see if they do act differently on days that the roof is open compared to when the roof is closed. But now you run into complications like in Dallas, you can have the roof open or closed and you can have the doors on the sides open or closed. And plus, uh, if you're trying to do this stuff automatically using you know, the standard play-by-play that you get from a feed, it doesn't tell you whether the roof is open or closed. You'd have to enter that manually. It becomes very frustrating. Right. I think that's, I like John's approach uh, because, so we used a publicly available weather API, um, or at least currently publicly available. Um, and we're able to pull that in. So we're able to get the actual weather and not just what the game time weather was in the game book, which is problematic at times, but kind of the, the weather as the actual game is going on. John, I'm just curious with the with the retractable roof with the indoor stadiums it just goes in as 70 degrees and dry or or how does that work? Yeah, it goes in uh just basic. I think yeah, it was 75 degrees or something and then yeah, a zero for the precipitation level. 
So that's fascinating. I'd be wondering if we could unpack that question a little bit more about early season to late season um, using the temperature model um, to kind of help us understand um, if there's something that, that's, that's modulating that effect somehow or, or what's going on there. The thing that I definitely find interesting about what Aaron was talking about and what John was talking about was that there's, there's nonlinearity here. So Aaron was saying that there's a difference between, you know, there's not much going on interesting uh, in terms of an effect on performance for the uh, clear weather or, and sort of the intermediate weather. But then when you get to the particularly bad weather stadiums, that's, that's where the, the problems come in in the same way that John with the um, precipitation, like a little bit of rain isn't affecting anybody. It's that when you get to above a certain level of rain, that's, that's when it starts having an effect. So there is some of these effects are likely to have they're likely to interact with each other. They're likely to have some of these, like, it doesn't matter until it matters. Yeah, the other thing is you have to look at multiple years because uh, if I go back into past years, I found that there is, that the cold stadiums are closer to the warm stadiums than the warm stadiums are to the domes. But in 2019, the warm stadiums were closer to the domes than they were to the cold stadiums. So it's, it's complicated. And it's very nonlinear. You're right, because there's a lot of different, I mean, you can, if you want to worry about every little thing, the fact is weather is different from temperature and you might as well throw surface on there because it's easier to run fast on turf than it is on grass. All of these effects are different things that we can account for in different ways. So we'll leave it as it's complicated. (laughs) Um, All right. On that note, we will sign off and get out of here. As a reminder, you can find that article on the Sports Info Solutions blog at sportsinfosolutionsblog.com. You can also check out all of the great content that Football Outsiders has to offer at footballoutsiders.com. And we will be back next week with another episode of the Off the Charts podcast. As another reminder, we are hiring for football video scouts, 2020 football video scouts at Sports Info Solutions. You can uh, apply on the careers page at sportsinfosolutions.com. For my co-host, Aaron Schatz, our guests, Alex Vigderman and John Shirley, and our producer, Justin Stein, I'm Matt Manicharian, and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Off the Charts Football Podcast. Sports Info Solutions brings you the second annual edition of the SIS Football Rookie Handbook with scouting reports and statistical breakdowns on over 280 college football players who are likely to be drafted or signed as rookie free agents in 2020. New features this year include unique and informative NFL team pages, research deep dives by the SIS R&D team, and for the first time ever, the NCAA version of the SIS flagship football statistic, Total Points. At Sports Info Solutions, we collect and analyze college football players like it has never been done before. Whether you're a film junkie, an aspiring analyst, or just looking for the most comprehensive information on what your NFL team's rookies did while they were playing college football, this book has what you are looking for and more. Michael Lombardi, former NFL general manager and three-time Super Bowl winner, said, This book is the closest fans will get to reading real NFL scouts reports. Because it is detailed reporting with a complete understanding of what it takes to play in the NFL. Well done. John Park, the manager of research and strategy for the Indianapolis Colts, said, Scouts matter because not everything that counts can be counted. And relevant data matters since not everything that can be counted counts. With that said, SIS creates relevant football data that matters. 
please check out the SIS Football Rookie Handbook. It is available wherever you get books. You can get it on acta.com, acta.com. You can get it on amazon.com, or you can find it at Barnes and Noble. That's the SIS Football Rookie Handbook, comprehensive scouting and analytics guide, all of the 2020 NFL draft prospects brought to you by Sports Info Solutions.